Hello and welcome to the What Are We Even Doing Here podcast, the podcast that seeks to answer the question of, what are we even doing here from a biblical perspective? <laughs> this is in our own lives and the world in general. My name is Daryl and I'm here with my wife, Karen. Hola. <laughs> I don't know. Think of something clever. I don't know. Clever comment here and uh. continue on. <laughs> and we're also joined with our usual podcast Co 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 host. Lap sitter. Baby. Baby. <laughs> Baby. Baby. And we're here today to discuss serious topics <laughs> of poopy diapers. No, we're not gonna that is a serious topic. Though. Poopy diapers. Poopy diapers. Because babies make poopy diapers. But anyway. I'm gonna cut that out. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So Let's things. talk about coffee again. We should talk about coffee. This is a good coffee. This isn't even Folgers that we have today. <laughs> no. Nope. It's not. It's Aldi brand. Aldi? How do we say it? Aldi. Aldi. <laughs> it's Aldi brand coffee. I don't know. That we, isn't it's not that even their brand. It's a shortened like version brand. of their last name or something. Maybe. But if, if you're listening to this and you have an Aldi near you, you probably it's enjoy it. my favorite them store. As well. Yes. You just have to buy bags which is fine or bring your own bags better for the environment you know you bring those large 31 totes 31 totes and <laughs> you just need a few of those and you can fit everything mm-hmm. but then you can't carry it because they're heavy but all right anyway but you can get some 31 totes from your sister Yes, <laughs> my sister uh, is a. What, are you a distributors? Um, what? How does that? How's that work? Sales people, just, sales reps, yeah, host guess. Facebook parties. I guess. I don't know how that all works. Yeah. It's like how people used we to just sell make, Tupperware. Yeah, you make a commission off of sales, yeah. pretty much. Party light. Remember Small that? Everybody selling candles. Mm-hmm. Party light candles. Have the party light show. Tupperware is back. I hear. Get your vote of really? Yeah. You can run it over with your car. <laughs> try, go ahead. Try to rip this. Try, try to turn it <laughs> a little Napoleon Dynamite reference there. But anyway, that's a good good movie. You should watch that again. I know. That's the best movie. <laughs> Especially because we eat tater tots so much. Tots. Are you going to eat your tots? <laughs> People are like, we've never seen that movie and we never will. <laughs> so yeah. stop referencing it and get on with it, man and woman. <laughs> on with it. Get on, get on are, with it. Who are you tonight? Enough of your silliness. I don't know. This is only my just... second cup of coffee. No, third. Third cup of coffee. Mm. Well, this is the first day in a while that I haven't made a second pot. Mm. That sounded really weird. Second, I sound like this. A... Second pot. <laughs> we haven't had a second pot of coffee yet. <laughs> I'm acting chilly and making silly noises. <laughs> you talk anyway. like that, you look like your bottom lip and beard aren't attached not to attached. your face. <laughs> They're just. This is only a mask. Floating. I'm wearing a mask. It's <sighs> my beard. And baby's falling asleep on my lap and he's heavy. Oh, good. Finally but if I put him down, he'll wake up. He's going to wake up. <laughs> so I awkwardly do the rest of the podcast. <laughs> Holding him as he's falling. Holding off dead lap. weight yeah. on one side. Yes. But anyway, Karen, we're going to talk about something 
controversial. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of Christians agree. We're actually it's an actually a minority view within Christianity. But if if you're in that world, you don't really notice it until you start talking to other Christians mm-hmm. and they say you you believe a doctrine of demons and, <laughs> and they they think Nephilim? you're bad. The Nephilim, the flying demon babies. But anyway, uh, what we're going to talk about has this nickname, Calvinism. Have we talked about Cal- Calvinism before? We might have brought it up briefly, but it's kind of, I think we almost avoid it. You know, actually me and Kyle and Joey talked about it. We yeah, because I feel like episode. we did. Yeah, but I don't think and we and talk I about have, it a lot yeah, in general. We, we kind of bring it up, but we're we're gonna kind of talk about it today mm-hmm. without going into too much detail. And we talked about it with that Andy Stanley thing because he was. Oh yeah, when Andy Stanley critiqued Calvinism, and he yeah was more like a straw man of Calvinism. But anyway, uh, we believe Calvinism is true because of the Bible. Right, we've been convinced that it's true because the Bible, right, teaches it. And Calvinism is like, like I said, it's a nickname, so it's not right. I mean, John Calvin himself didn't, like, yeah. come up with it. Yeah, this wasn't original to Calvin. It's just that other people threw his name onto it. Yeah, we found a YouTube anyway. video of Phil Johnson like explaining the, like the story of Calvinism. Uh, Maybe we'll link it. Yeah, we'll we'll link it, and. Uh, really? Yeah, so, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I'm just always thinking, like, we probably shouldn't call ourselves Calvinists, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know that John Calvin wouldn't want us to be doing that. Right, because that's what um, people will rail against us and say, oh, you worship John Calvin, you worship a man. Yeah. You're not Christians, We're you're not... Calvinists. And that's not, not an accurate depiction at all. Right, and we agree with the doctrines of grace. Mm-hmm. We agree with... Right, the teachings that people have compiled and called Calvinism. Right, but we probably wouldn't have agreed with every single thing Calvin would have said. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not worshiping Calvin himself, like Daryl just said. But, um, and some yeah. of these teachings come like before that, like Augustine was right. teaching like election and and things like that yeah. that he was picking, not picking, but like seeing in the scriptures in the Bible that the Bible was teaching. So I heard one guy the other day was saying uh, that like the reformers and then people that teach it now went too far against Roman Catholicism that now they teach, you know, the doctrines of grace. But it was actually before the Reformation, Augustine, Augustine, potato, potato. I don't know how to say his name. <laughs> Augustine. 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 <laughs> yeah. Augustine. Uh, but he was actually teaching many of these doctrines. It just yeah. wasn't called Calvinism. It wasn't mm-hmm. called the doctrines of grace. So it was before the Reformation. So it wasn't like a reaction to what Rome was teaching. Mm-hmm. Some of Rome was teaching this. And and Luther, right. who was an Augustinian monk, was right. reading mm-hmm. Augustine. Yes. So he, he started to see this stuff in the scriptures as well. And he wrote the book, The Bondage of the Will. And that our will, and that's one of the tenets of, uh, of Calvinism, Doctrines of Grace, is that it teaches our, our will is in bondage. It's in bondage. Um, our flesh does what the flesh does. Natural man is at enmity with God. It can't do things that please God. So there needs to be a spiritual rebirth. 
So, and we we see that again. It's it's scriptural. It's biblical, and that's why we believe it because it is what the Bible teaches. So, how did you first like come across Calvinism? I was listening. I was to trying the, to think about this today and to like, the AM radio. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was uh, like, was it Luke? <laughs> no, it was uh, early on. Uh, you know, early on, we've only been Christians for six years, well, at least me, for six years. Uh, six and a half. No. <laughs> but, uh, so somebody told me about, uh, like, an AM radio station that, like, played sermons. And I think the first person I listened to on that station was, like, Ravi Zacharias. So it was, like, local oh. in Jersey was WCHR. It was, like, 1020 or 920. But I think since then, it's a different station. But I listen to podcasts now. I don't listen to the AM yeah. radio anymore. But... I was, I think, driving to work one morning, and I heard John MacArthur mm-hmm. speaking about election, and I was like, "What, what? is he talking about?" <laughs> like, because yeah. you know, I, I wasn't diving too deep in the scriptures at, at that point. I was reading the Bible every day, but and he's talking about election. So I started going to those those scriptures, and I'm like, "Well, yeah, it says that." Like, and I just hmm. remember being kind of upset like at yeah. first like what is what the elect did he died for the elect and what do you god mean? chooses like, not he, all yeah not everyone yeah. will be saved and yeah so i understand like the pushback against calvinism if you don't fully understand because at that point i didn't have a, a complete grasp i didn't have any grasp i just saw this and i started seeing it in the scriptures and it's it's there uh, you can't unsee so it. so <laughs> also on that station aside from john macarthur R.C. Sproul, and he's, mm. you know, talking about the same stuff. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Who are these guys? So then you start reading the scriptures, you see it more. And then somebody else told me about Jeff Durbin, the Apologia. And I, I think I listened to a series that he did through, like, the Golden Chain of Redemption, uh, Romans. And it's there. And then I listened to also, uh, I think the Apologia had an app at the time. They might still have that app. But there was a whole series that, that Luke did there on like the doctrines of grace and that like it, it was just, it's just so plainly and you got resaved over no, got re-saved, <laughs> right? i think dr got james white talks again. about that like, oh really <laughs> yeah he's like you're saved and then then when you become reformed it's like another new birth. Yeah. <laughs> i think it was him who said something like that probably not as he says it a lot he articulates it better than i do yeah. but yeah but it's 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 there i mean how can you read passages like i want to read from the Gospel of John, because you know people will say, "Well, you know, Calvinism is something that's made up. Like it's not in the Bible. It's not biblical." But let's see. John six, verse thirty-five. Jesus said to them, "I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst." But I said to you, "You have seen me." And yet do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. So what Jesus is saying there, all who the Father gives mm-hmm. will come, and he will raise it up. So that, that would mean, oh, the Father's giving people to Jesus, 
right? Mm-hmm. And then later on, it says, like, so the Jews grumbled about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How does he now say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered them, do not grumble among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him. And I will raise him up on the last day. So, I mean, it seems clear to me that Jesus is saying no one can come Mm -hmm. unless the father who sent me draws him. Now, uh, I was just listening to a podcast today, uh, the Five Solas podcast with James Watkins. And he's going through like each point Mm. of the five points of Calvinism. And today he did uh, total depravity or total inability. Uh, you know, many the Calvinists now will say like, like these points that are named like total depravity, the T and tulip, is not really a, a good name for mm-hmm. one of the points. So, like total inability might be a little better. Yeah. But anyway, so, so he quoted R.C. Sproul of saying like, when he was in seminary, R.C. Sproul was in seminary. He'd go to his professor, who I guess wasn't a Calvinist, and say, like, look, this you know. Every time I read in scripture, this draw, mm-hmm. it's like an actual physical drawing, like you're dragging a person. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I guess his professor said back, well, you know, usually it, it's a symbol of like drawing water from a well. And R.C. Mm-hmm. said something like, well, the water didn't jump out <laughs> the well by itself. <laughs> right. So so we see that like the, yeah. unless the father comes like, uh, sorry, everyone I've but, uh, man, I lost it. Yeah. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. So a lot of people will say, a lot of Christians will say, well, that drawing's like a, like a wooing. Like, like mm. you know, come come to me. Like, you know, almost like you're trying to court a person. You know, or like, mm. like I'm trying to get you to date me kind of thing. Yeah. Well, no, he's saying like drawing water from a well. Like it's a physical, the father draws you, right? And it's not against your will because they'll say that too. Well, you know, so he just draws you against your will. Like what if you don't want to go? Well, the point is no one wants to go. We would never go. Right. So you need your will to be changed. And that's the new birth. You're Right. Because if you think about it, would anybody, would anybody go like on their own free will? Right. And if they knew it was a choice, or if, you know, they would probably be like, oh, maybe I'll go later. I'll enjoy my sin now. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. wait till the last minute, you know? Right. Yeah, and then we, we, so we see in Romans 8, Romans 8, verse 8, um, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Those who are in the flesh mm. cannot please God. And I'm reading from uh, the ESV, the Elect Standard Version. Uh, so if you're in the flesh, right? So you're in the flesh before you're made in the spirit. So you cannot please God. So if you're in the flesh, choosing God, putting your faith in Christ is something that would please God, mm-hmm. right? But when but you're in you the cannot. flesh, you cannot please God. So you have to be made new. You have to be made into a new creature. Before you can please God, because if you're in the flesh, you cannot do anything that pleases God. That's how a leopard uh, cannot change his own spots. Right. You can't change your spots. You can't change your heart. 
And then Romans 8 later, we have that golden chain of redemption. It's like my favorite verses in the Bible. And we know, starting in Romans 8, 28, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. Hmm. So that's that golden chain right there. Predestined, called, those whom he called, he justified. Those whom he justified, he glorified. And who, 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 are, who are those that he called and he predestined? Those whom he foreknew. And that word for foreknew is like an intimate knowing. It's not like he mm-hmm. looked down the corridor of time and knew who was going to choose him. Right. And then he called them. Like he, right. he didn't learn. Like he knew. He predestined them. Yeah, it's like, this is the creator of all things. Like, yeah. he doesn't need us to make decisions. Right. And we do, we still make decisions. We still, we still Well, then you get into the choose. tricky. You get into <laughs> like the what? The whole trickiness of our free will and. Right. Yeah, How so that'll be the argument, too. Like, yeah. The argument will be, well, God uh, gave us free will because it wouldn't be loving of us if we couldn't have the ability to choose him or not choose him. So we have to choose to love him. But when the Bible says we we can't choose him, when we're, we can't do things that please him, he's got to intervene supernaturally. So we see in the Old Testament this supernatural act of God changing the heart so ezekiel thirty six twenty five. i will sprinkle clean water on you and i and you shall be clean from all your uncleanness and from all your idols i will cleanse you i will give you a new heart and a new spirit i will put within you and i will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh i will put my spirit within you and you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules and, and that's a picture when Jesus says, you must be born again, when he says that to Nicodemus in John 3. Mm. And he says, you must be born of spirit and of water. Some people think that that's referring to baptism, water. But a lot of scholars say it refers to this very passage in Ezekiel where, mm. where, he, where God says, I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. Because Jesus goes on to say, like, Nicodemus, you're a teacher of, of, of the mm-hmm. people, and, and you don't know these things. And then he says the spirit blows whichever way, like the wind, and you don't know which way it'll go. So to me, that's like supernatural. We don't know where the spirit's going, just like we don't know where the wind's going. So, so being born again isn't because I've professed faith, and now I'm born again. Right. It has to, re- regeneration, being born from above, has to occur first before you can have faith. Right. Because having faith, again, is something, if your flesh can have faith, then the flesh can do things that please God. And Romans 8 says we cannot do things that please God. I mean, look at all the people in the Bible. Look at Paul. Look at the way they were converted. Yeah. Was so from one whole spectrum to the other. Like, there's no way. That person would just wake up one day and be like, 
hey, you know what? I think I'll stop killing Christians <laughs> yeah. and and actually start pursuing God. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> we see a radical. They're always so Damascus yeah. Road conversion. <laughs> like Paul, why are you persecuting me? Right. Who are you, Lord? <laughs> like. Why are you persecuting? Like, and then he's blind. You can't see. Like, knock, he fell off his horse, knocked him off. <laughs> but, you know, is his free will. He... <laughs> <laughs> what if Paul was like, whatever, this, I, I didn't really see that. Like, <laughs> no, see, I, I don't like doing those scenarios. I don't know why I just brought that up. But, like, always, because you always get, get the one, what if Mary said no? Yeah. Like, uh, God kind of knew she wasn't going to. Or people say that him. all the time, like, you know, well, if so and so didn't do what she did, like Esther or something, if she, and then they for they, such a time, they would have just sent someone else instead. Hmm. Like I hear that a lot. Like, right or Jonah. Saying, yeah. Jonah, if I love the book of Jonah from... because to me, I I just see God's sovereignty all over that. Yeah. Even Jonah running was to serve God's purpose of saving the people on the ship that he, he stowed away on. Right. Like, they end up worshiping the true God because Jonah was running. From the, God. Yeah. I mean, God well. could have just sent Jonah on that ship to save them. But no, he chose to use Jonah's rebellion there, mm-hmm. right, to save these pagans. And then throw, then Jonah jumps overboard, God appoints a fish, a giant fish. So again, God's appointing nature and his sovereignty. I believe Jonah actually dies, and then we see a resurrection uh, when Jonah's vomited up onto the shore, mm-hmm. and then God brings him back to life. Uh, but, and then Jonah goes and preaches, repent 40 days, right? I think that's what he says. Repent. And then he's all sad at the end because he's like, these people are going to repent. <laughs> He didn't like those there, people. There's deeper, yeah. more to that story. <laughs> but just that's the sovereignty of how God works. And it's not how Yeah, he's not, not surprised by what Jonah did. Right. You know, people say that too. Well, you know, he doesn't react to us. Mm-hmm. He knows exactly what we're doing. Right. What does, we're going does, to do. Yeah. And does that mean we should rebel against God? Like, no, we still should obey. And obeying is a blessing of its own. But... I mean, it is confusing, you know. I can see how you can get really, your brain can get out of whack overthinking all this stuff because, mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately, we don't know 100% or else we'd be God. But, right. like, you know, you start thinking, oh, well, does does God know I'm going to do this? Like, does God, or, or if you think you're rebelling against God, mm-hmm. does he already know that I was going to think of rebelling against God? Right, you start God? overthinking like, things. <laughs> uh, and then you get into, and I had somebody bring this up uh, the other day, was, well, what about all the warning passages, like, mm. in the in the New Testament, Old Testament, like, saying, like, you, you need to do this now, like, yes, Christ has died for you, but now you must live this way. You must bear fruit in keeping with repentance. Right. You must endure to the end. And I believe, and, and Dr. James White says this, is they're more, they're descriptive of the Christian because I believe that if you're truly born again and you're truly put your faith in Christ, that when you read those passages, they will affect you and that they will warn you. But the person who's not a believer who might profess faith, like like a nominal Christian or a carnal mm-hmm. Christian, 
won't heed those warnings because they're not really saved. Right. But those warnings will, when when we read them as believers, as true believers, will be like, we'll agree with those. Right. Right. So that will keep us in the faith. But it's it's a supernatural work because it also says, he who began a good work in you will complete it to the day of Christ Jesus. So God's not going to save you and then not finish the work he's doing in you. Right. Because then, then it's a synergistic work where... And, and synergism is when... You have to keep it up, kind of. Right. It's God does this much, and then you do this much for to, for your salvation. But salvation is completely of the Lord, where it's a monergistic work. It's all of Him. And yes, we will work. He saved us unto good works, but the works don't save us. It's a fruit of our salvation. The Our salvation results in works. But we don't... You know, it, the passage, let me find this passage too, because <laughs> people often say this as well. And people, by people I mean, I don't know, but just people. Okay? <laughs> That's what they're saying. That's Them. what they say. <laughs> they, yeah. they say this. They, who are they? <laughs> the majority. The majority. Right, Philippians, I might have read this on here before. Philippians 2.12 to 13. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but as much more in my absence, work out your own salvation in fear and trembling. But it, hey, it doesn't stop there. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So, yeah, we are to work out our salvation with fear and trembling, but who's working in us? God works in us, both to will and and to work for his good pleasure. So, yeah, we're not puppets. We're not robots. Mm-hmm. We still all make choices, but God is working in us. If the Holy Spirit has sealed you, you know, there's multiple texts that say the Holy Spirit has sealed you. And the Holy Spirit's in you. The Holy Spirit dwells in us as believers. How would the Holy Spirit not work in us to conform us into the image of his Son? And then, and then when you read the rest of the text, do all things without grumbling or disputing. You're going to now think of these things and like mm-hmm. meditate on them. Meditate on the law of God. Now we love the law of God. Will we obey completely and perfectly this side mm-hmm. of heaven? No, but each day we'll want to desire Christ and desire the things of Christ because mm-hmm. he dwells in us. But if, if you know, we live in constant fear of not being saved, so... The reason we obey is because we are saved, not because of fear of not being saved. Right. So we heed the warnings in that manner. Because it, why would you not? And if you question your salvation, too. This might sound like I'm contradicting what I just said, but sometimes yeah. it's it's sometimes it's good if you are questioning it because people who aren't saved don't often care about that. Right. Right. <laughs> I think I was watching John MacArthur answer questions once. John and, um, one one young lady asked, "How do I know if I'm saved?" You know, or so, something along those lines. And, mm-hmm. and he's he said something similar to what you just said, kind of like you know, if you're worried about that or wondering, you know, then you probably are because <laughs> if you don't care at all. Mm-hmm. Or just caring, you know. Yeah. 
yeah, if, if you, yeah, so when you do sin, you know you have an advocate with the Father, and we are to confess our sins, but you're also not going to, you're going to be upset that you sinned, right? Like, because you hate it now, like, <laughs> you hate your sin, but you're still, you still might fall back into it every so often. But it's like, what did I say? After you do it, you'll be like, man, where before, before you were even saved, you didn't care. Like, you didn't even know it was, you, and like, you were just going on living your life. Because like, that's this what is, the whole world is doing. So right. you just go like, with the flow. Uh, you know, even though you know, you say you don't know, but you knew. Like, <laughs> yeah. you always knew. Like, because you have a conscience. God gave us all a conscience. Because when you, when you, on our anniversary, when you posted that old picture of us, <laughs> and um, someone... A church said, uh, "Oh, it was, it was nice seeing you guys back when I didn't know you." And um, I was like, "Yeah, back when we were sinners." <laughs> and I was like, "Well, we're still sinners, but we just feel bad about it now." <laughs> <laughs> we're sinners uh, saved by grace. Before we were just sinners living in it, and yeah, whatever. It's, living uh, for sin. Was, I mean, really. Martin, Martin Luther said, uh, "Simul justus et peccator," simultaneously sinner and saint. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that's the thing. Like people of the world celebrate sin. Mm-hmm. They embrace it. They go after it. They they identify with it. Anyway. Yeah, sin is sin is celebrated. Like, and and if you don't celebrate it with them, then we're looked at in, as intolerant. Mm-hmm. Right. So we have we have to not just let people live, but we have to join them. In their celebration, yeah, of sin, but that's the topic for a different day. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. It's, we wander it's been covered on here. lots we of podcasts. So. Yeah, true. Yeah, but I, I want to sh- yeah. share one more passage here, and this is from First Peter, chapter two, verse nine. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellency of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. So Peter's saying we are a chosen race. So he chose us. All who believe he chose us. Oftentimes it's referred to as the elect. To be a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. So God chooses for his possession. To, so we can proclaim his excellencies. So we can say, he took us out of a dark place and put us into the kingdom of his marvelous light. He made us a people when we weren't a people. Hmm. To show, why? To show God's mercy. To go, show God's grace. So God is merciful. He is full of grace. He, he shows his grace to us. But he is also justice. He has a holy, righteous wrath and anger against sinners. Not just sin. God hates those who do sin. So that's a saying that's not in the Bible. God loves the sinner. He mm. hates the sin. No, he, it says he's angry with the wicked every day. He hates the hands that shed innocent blood. So that's, you know, add that to the list of things that aren't in the Bible. But, <clears throat> but he is merciful. And he showed his wrath on the cross when he, he crushed his own son. 
his perfect holy son, Jesus, the second person of the Trinity. He crushed him on the cross. And at the same time, he shows his love for sinners by crushing his own son on the cross to take the place of all who believe in Christ for their salvation. And that's the beauty of the gospel. That's that's why I see and I see the doctrines of grace as beautiful. Like I think Spurgeon said, this is the gospel. It's a way to uh, describe the gospel that God would save mm. depraved sinners who who he he chose by nothing that was in us. He just chose to save those by nothing in us. And then he crushed his son for them. And then he does a work in our heart to show us grace that is sometimes called irresistible. And then those who put their trust in Christ, who are saved, will persevere to the end. He will preserve us until the end because he who began a good work in us will complete it to the day of Christ Jesus. Hey, buddy. And somebody woke up. Somebody woke up. Because he heard me preaching the gospel, and he's all he's like, like Wait. I love that gospel. Keep preaching there, Daddy. <laughs> but that, that's it. That's the, the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ, of God, that he would save sinners, that he would even love any of us, right? So we're all sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God. We all deserve his righteous, holy wrath, but he chooses to save some. Oh my goodness, he's so snorty. He's getting over a cold. And we don't know who those some are. That's the thing. We don't. So we go and preach the gospel. That's, uh, I'll preach the gospel on every street corner and every church. I don't care. Yeah. I'll preach it to everyone because I don't know who the elect are. I just know Jesus says, my sheep know me and I know them. My sheep mm-hmm. hear my voice. Right. So I don't so know who his sheep are. You can't go too far the other way also and not do anything right you don't want to be a hyper calvinist you feel like well if god is all sovereign and the, he's gonna the, save who he's gonna save regardless yeah. why do i have to do anything the frozen chosen and, that chosen. Frozen, <laughs> the frozen chosen. and you know people have assumed that about us too that we would right you yeah. know yeah and i'm like did you calvinist you don't you don't preach the gospel and you don't care about evangelism what yeah <laughs> Do you know me? <laughs> what? I know. I was like, have you even met Daryl? There's also people that are annoyed by Calvinists because they feel like they're they're egotistical. Oh. Uh, well, yeah. You know, like. Yeah. No, I understand that. Because, um, yeah, I, you go through the, the stage cage where you should be. Wait, the cage stage. The stage <laughs> The cage stage where you should be put in a cage when you, you know, usually it's when you first become you know accepting of the doctrines of grace <laughs> your you just cage stage calvinism because you're born again again so born you, again, again, you just want to shout it yeah. out uh and you want everybody to see in the scripture and when they don't see it you're like how can you not see this it's right here i just read it to you so i don't like your interpretation of that oh. I, I didn't interpret it i just read it but <laughs> neo-calvinist neo this means new it, well new calvinism the young, restless, and reformed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are kind of annoyed with that whole group. Yeah. Well, we've grown and, up and now. you know what? <laughs> we're not young we're anymore. Not, we're just restless. We're not part of the young ones. Like, we... <laughs> no. Um, but no, that was, you know, the, the big movement and, like, uh, you know, the, with the 
they talked about that in the, in the Calvinist movie, which is a recommendation. Oh, Les yeah, Lanfear yeah. made in the Calvinist movie. Uh, definitely check that out if you can. And he's making a new movie about worship, which I'm looking forward to. But uh, yeah, so there's a bit of arrogance that comes sometimes with the the study of these things but also to push back on that i think there's very arrogant arminians too and very arrogant non-calvinists or well actually and, and they yeah. don't see that part because they're pushing back at why... us and yeah both sides <laughs> are like, doing the exact same thing yeah both sides are arguing both yeah. sides are unmoving in their position mm-hmm. you know <laughs> so yeah like it, it goes i almost say ways. you know is it even worth arguing? Because was like, neither yeah, side I mean, I ever try, wins. Like, I, I don't really want to argue that. I mean, even though we're doing a whole podcast about it, but, <laughs> but like, it, no, on Facebook, I don't want to have drawn out arguments over, you know, over this. So, but I'll still post sometimes quotes it happens. from reformed people or Calvinists, and that'll rile people up. And, but it's just. Yeah. Well, sometimes you'll post something and and you're just responding to comments. But so, yeah, everyone's doing the same thing, but they all want to judge each other. Right. Like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So the big difference between Arminians and Calvinists would be. Well, a a big. Well, there's. there's, I, I guess. The major point that <laughs> a monster. the major point that separates uh, people who don't like the doctrines of grace is usually limited atonement. I'd say or definite atonement, whether that Jesus only died for the elect and not for the whole world. Right. Uh, but maybe we'll go into that in more detail uh, on another episode. But basically, and then the other argument is free will. Like, do we have like uh, what's the word? Like, like where we're just free to do whatever we want. We're a creature will. I believe we have a creaturely will that our will is in bondage mm-hmm. to the creature, right? The right. only one who is free is God. He is free to do what he wants with his creation. Uh, so, and, and Adam had the free will to choose to sin or not to sin. But we are now in Adam. So if we're in Adam... We inherit his sin, and we had to be now transformed to be in Christ when we put our trust in Christ. So, I mean, those are major points that people yeah. who are against the doctrines. I mean, of grace. I can see that. I remember when you were saved and I wasn't, and you told me I was going to H E W, H E double hockey sticks. I said that to you. When did I say that to you? No, you didn't like just come out and say that, but we were having a discussion mm-hmm. and you were telling me that... Well, I didn't say you. I might have, it might have been a general question or... Uh, I don't know. I think I know where we but were. But anyway, we were I think it upset concert. me because I was like, oh, and I remember telling my mom, like, <laughs> Daryl said, like, or was like, not everybody goes to heaven. Like, you know, like... No. Well, see, but even even the Arminian would agree with that that not everybody goes to heaven because they, we both agree that you have to put your faith in Christ. So that's where the Calvinist okay, and the Arminian. Okay, so if someone agree. doesn't decide, so so it's so someone can choose not to go to heaven. So some right? won't go to heaven, 
some will go to heaven. It's all depending on who puts their faith in Christ. Okay. Yeah, so that uh, I just saw a clip from Marcy Sproul today talking about that. And again, he articulates it much better than I do. <laughs> I'm just a dude with a microphone and a baby on my lap. <laughs> but yeah, so so there's there are agreements, but it's just like how like the process happens. Like what's the order of salvation? Okay. Yeah. Like is is there a free will or do our do we need regeneration to proceed faith? Which I, I again, Jesus says unless you are born from above, you are born again, you will not even begin to see the kingdom of heaven. Mm. And the, the, what's the kingdom of heaven? You start to see it once you're born again, once you right. put faith, but you have to be born again first. And then the faith comes. Yeah. Mm. Baby. But I got to go pick up Rue anyway. Yeah. But um, we talked a lot today, but definitely check out the Five Solas podcast. The today's episode that he had. Well, when you hear this, it'll be yesterday's episode. But Tuesday his, is usually when he has a new episode come out, and he interviewed he interviewed James White. On really? His, not that James White though. Oh, really? <laughs> There's another There's, James White. Yeah, the other James White, and not the football player James White either. <laughs> <laughs> they, they joked about it, so I could joke about it. But they, yeah, they interviewed a guy named James White. He was very smart, and they they talked about uh, total depravity. And uh, so I'm looking forward to the next four episodes that he has. So five. Oh, bless you. <laughs> the Five Souls podcast, hosted by James Watkins, and you can find that on. Oh, Jim. Uh, yeah, Jim Watkins. Yeah, say that. He'll be like, he'll be like, Andrew Rabbit forward. Don't call me that. Don't call him Jimmy. Don't call him Jimmy Watkins. We're all gonna get in trouble. Uh, but James Watkins, uh, and you can find that on strivingforeternity.org. You will find his podcast there, but also on iTunes. And what's cool is, and he was talking about changing, possibly changing the name of his podcast. But I, oh, if yeah? you listen to this. Mr. Watkins, Pastor Watkins, I would say not to because yours is the first one on my list because you have the number five that starts it. Oh, so, really? So it's not in alphabetical it's not the order. It has fives? the number. No, not the five. So, so it's oh. right at the top. It's like the second one, I think. Oh, so it's numbers the first come one to first. The right. So numbers come first. So when people have that in their... Because on the So You Want to Be a Podcaster podcast, right. mm-hmm. he says, Yeah. Pick a letter closer to the beginning. Mm-hmm. No. So when Don't I, do that on purpose. Yeah. But. So when I go to my shows, yeah. I have five minutes in church history. And then right next to that is five solas. So we made two mistakes with our name. I know. We have W. We have W. And it's long. And it's long. <laughs> But if people want to listen, they know where to find us. But uh, yeah, so yeah. definitely check out Five Souls Podcast. God and knows who he wants to Yeah, listen. God is predestined who he wants to listen to this What Are We Even Doing Here podcast. And he will help them find it. Yes, he foreknew. <laughs> because we were predestined to do this podcast. Predestined. Anyway, uh, <sighs> he also predestined you to follow us on iTunes, subscribe, leave a review. Uh, send us money. No, no, I'm just kidding. No, send us money. We don't have any Patreon or anything. But go to Facebook and find all the social media stuff. Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. And that's it. That's all I got. 
I hope we confused you about Calvinism and <laughs> hope you were born again, 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 and again. Karen, would you like right. to get me out of this <laughs> hole? <laughs> yeah. Well, in the meantime, we pray that you will seek the kingdom of God and continue to learn what we are even doing here. Grace and peace. Cha cha cha. Because it, why would you not?